Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark, and there's Charles W. Chuck Bryant, and there's Jerry over there, which means it's time for Stuff You Should Know. He's the he's the DJ. I'm the rapper. Who's the DJ? Don't you remember that was the first uh, first or second DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince up album? No, nah, what didn't he do? Everybody was totally confused as to who was who, so they actually named their album. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper, and like Will Smith is pointing at himself and pointing at Jazzy Jeff. And then their newest album is called He's the Movie Star. I'm the one who asks you if you want fries with that soda. Oh, poor Jay's Jeff. <laughs> That's so mean. I'll bet he's a uh, like a successful producer. I bet he is totally successful and probably way more successful than me. And I'm just a jerk. It's a little late now. I know. I, th- I thought it would be funny. And yep, and I also I insulted fast food industry workers too. <laughs> yeah, you got everyone. Swoop got everybody. Oh, it's like that, that one Simpsons where somebody I think was calling Homer a chicken and some giant chicken walks over and goes, he's insulting the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> that show just gave and gave and gave for decades. I think DJ Jazzy Jeff, I'm looking right now, I think he's still uh, a, a DJ record producer and still a DJ. Called like it. a DJ DJ. Yeah, yeah. I'm just mean. Sorry, uh, Jazzy Jeff. You know who's not mean? You. No, I'm pretty mean. Okay. Um, a kid named, well, I don't want to call him a kid. I, I want to call him a kid because he's younger than me, but he's a dude now. Yeah. His name is Rob Reinhart. Yeah, not Rob Reiner. No. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Rob Reinhart. Although he had a movie called When Harry Met Soylent. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That was good. And you know what? I'm ashamed to say I didn't even see that coming. <laughs> it was so bad. Emily always laughs when I laugh. She always like, you really cracked yourself up, didn't you? Like, I'll just be walking down the hall laughing at myself. <laughs> and she that's a way to say. Um, Chuck's drunk. Chuck's drunk. And you're not as funny as you think you are. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. You really crack yourself up. Sometimes. You should say somebody's got to. <laughs> All right, Soylent. This is not a paid promotion for Soylent. Let's go ahead and just get that out of the way. No, but it's they're, they're, it's going to pay off for them big time. Well, I mean, we're going to talk a lot about a specific brand, but um, I think it's worthwhile because it is a genuine. I think it's a genuine revolutionary product in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it's not an endorsement. I'm just saying it's really super unique. Yeah, it's not not to endorse or whatever, but it's probably the single greatest thing humans have ever invented. <laughs> have you ever had it? Have I? No, yeah, I have not, either. actually. I wanted I, to try it today, but you can't just go down to the corner store and get it. No, you can't. You have to order Soylent from their website, Soylent.com. Yeah, or Amazon, of course. Uh, I didn't know you could get it on Amazon. Yeah, they, you can get it there now. That's good. The prices have come down from... So we're working from an article, we should say, from... Probably 2014. Yeah, I had to update a lot of this. In tech industry years, that's like t- 10 years ago. Yeah. And this is definitely a, a cornerstone of the tech industry. And what we're talking about is a, it's a, well, a food replacement, um, called Soylent. Yeah, or but, not a food replacement. 
Uh, well, yeah. Originally, it, it was intended to be a food replacement or a meal replacement. Or no, I guess it was originally intended to be a food replacement where you could just live off of the stuff. You didn't need other food. And then now it's intended to be a meal replacement where you would eat other food, but you could, say, have this instead for lunch or whatever. Yeah, or you could eat it along with your meal. Sure. <laughs> like, let's just call it beige food uh, yeah in a, a semi-liquid state yeah pretty much entirely liquid it's like pancake batters the what i kept running across the consistency and who i mean doesn't everyone want to drink ca- pancake batter <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been known to take a sip of pancake batter well shamefully. it sounds really gross um we haven't tried it and i really wanted to like i said for this but um we may or may not get um our colleague Jonathan Strickland in here. It just depends on if we can find him. Uh, he's been he was being tattooed by NASA the other day. Not, oh, that happened, huh? Not by NASA, but sort of with NASA for NASA under N- NASA's supervision. Maybe. I mean, he got a tattoo for work. Yeah, via NASA. Um, so I haven't seen him since then, but if we can get him in here, he did the Soylent thing for a while, uh, and he loves to talk, so he would be good. Um, <laughs> As a matter of fact, <laughs> let's just add a 30-minute silent part here where we can insert what he'll say after we introduce him. Uh, but anyway, I did not get to taste it, but it has been likened to everything from pancake batter to um, Metamucil or cream of wheat or a tasteless milkshake. Um, although they do have flavors out now, which we'll get to, but, um, what the original intent of Soylent taste wise was that it was just really just neutral and bland for the purposes of, we don't want people to get sick of eating this. Yeah. And probably the or best drinking way to, to, yeah, right. Exactly. The, if you don't have a taste, you can't really get sick of a taste, right? But I disagree. I'm sure you could totally get sick of this. Sure. But it also is something of a blank slate that people can add their own tastes and flavors to, like maple syrup or fruit or peanut butter or something. Yeah, like which that. I didn't think about. That's a great idea. Right. So they they specifically wanted to create this product for a number of reasons. And, and like I said, that guy who I said was nice, he actually is nice. From the I read a New Yorker profile of him. His name's Rob Reinhart. And um, he actually, he went to tech. He's an Atlanta boy. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he was in San Francisco working at a, a, a tech startup uh, out of his house with s- some of his roommates. And <clears throat> he decided that... Um, Eating was taking up way too much of his time. And like, money. Time, money, effort. Um, it was just something he wasn't very interested in. And he also was, um, I think, concerned with exactly what he was eating. I think he was just basically living off a of ramen, he said, which is not the healthiest thing you can possibly eat. Sure. So he decided to take a little time and research nutrition and how it relates to human physiology. And he had this idea that if you could get rid of the unnecessary parts of food, like food is kind of a clunky, inefficient vehicle for delivering nutrients. If you could get rid of the clunky part and just have the nutrients, you could, you could live fairly healthily on just the raw materials of food that we need 
from food, right? Just the nutrients. Yeah, like I can save money. I can save time um, from going to the grocery store and cooking and cleaning. And I can get everything I really need to have a genuinely healthy diet mm-hmm. um, right here in this. I, I mean, I, I guess I'll call it a drink. I mean, it goes down like a drink, right? Yeah. Okay. So we'll call it a drink. But it's not to be confused with, I mean, there have been all kinds of meal replacement drinks over the years uh, from like Ensure to Slim Fast and- Muscle pro- milk? Yeah, protein shakes and stuff like that. This is not that. This is supposed to give you everything you need in your body for a meal, Yeah, n- the, nutritionally. The other meal replacement drinks are meant to be meal replacements, right? Like <clears throat> if you couldn't get enough nutrients from your food because you're recovering from surgery and you needed an extra bit, your doctor may say like drink and ensure every day, whatever. Right. Or like you said, protein shakes like muscle milk. If you're a weightlifter, you need uh, a a hit of protein after you work out, you you will probably drink some sort of protein shake afterward, right? So there's very specific um, reasons for the the meal replacements or supplements that have been invented up to Soylent. What set Soylent apart was that it was created intentionally to be a replacement for food. Like this was all you needed. You never needed to eat food again. All you had to do was eat Soylent every day. Drink yeah. Soylent every day. And, and, and geniusly, and I don't think he intended to even, he was just looking for something for himself. He wasn't looking to change the food industry or to start a company, I don't think. Not a, at a first. A food company. But he very ingeniously started a blog in 2013 called How I Stopped Eating Food, which is super grabby on the internet, title wise. Sure. Like someone's going to see that and go, well, what in the world is this all about? <laughs> and, <laughs> That's what happened. It it went viral. It blew up. He detailed on there that he lost weight. He said his intellectual and athletic performance improved. He said he spent a lot less money on groceries. But he put he put athletic in scare quotes. <laughs> He's like, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because he did go to tech and he was a, a software engineer. I meant sex, but yeah, yeah, that oh, was too. Gotcha. Well, there. Either way, the joke worked. <laughs> Uh, he said he spent a lot less money on groceries, and he only spent about five minutes a day making this stuff. And he described it as a, quote, sweet, succulent, hearty meal in a glass, mm-hmm. end quote. And, yeah, and, and people were all over it. He said, like, after a week, uh, he would see ads for food, and it would just be nauseated by him. He, he, and he, that he came to crave um, the Soylent, right? Yeah, which wasn't called Soylent at that time. No, he did call it Soylent. Oh, I thought he didn't call it until he, like, got the Kickstarter going. From what I saw, I, I actually saw that blog post, and I believe he calls it Soylent in it. Oh, okay. Well, it, whenever he got it, he got it, spoiler alert, by the way, upcoming. There was a movie in 1973 called Soylent <laughs> Green, very famous uh, kind of classic, cult classic sci-fi movie uh-huh. with uh, Chuck Heston. And the big reveal in Soylent's about this uh this future world, this dystopian society where um, these people are fed these rations. And in the end, you realize that it's, it's revealed that people are eating other people. Soylent Green is people. Is people. Right. So um, and for that reason, because that was just such a famous ending, like if that actually spoiled the movie for you, like let us know so Chuck can come hit you with a hammer. <laughs> Because it was 1973. Everybody knows the, the ending of the twist in Soylent Green, Yeah, right? I'm just, you know. 
But he, he, yeah, I know that was nice of you. See, you're not a mean person. You're nice. Yeah, okay. Um, the, he, he was lobbied by investors, friends, family, everybody's like, you got to change the name of Soylent. But he would explain to him, it's actually not based on the movie. He's based it on the book that was the source for the movie Soylent Green. The book was called Make Room, Make Room. <laughs> And it was written by a guy named Harry Harrison, and it's it was basically about overpopulation. And in the book, the people are fed Soylent, which is a food made of soy and lentils. And that's what he based it on, was that book, not the 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 food being made from people, which apparently the makers of the movie t- used some pretty deep art- artistic license to totally alter it at the end. Yeah, so... It started out nerdy and it got nerdier because he was mm-hmm. like, mm, it's actually a deep cut. <laughs> right. Exactly. From make room, make room, exclamation points. <laughs> but he, he, <laughs> he, um, he did detail it in this blog post and I'm pretty sure he did call it Soylent in it. And he did I, I think something- it was very clever. I, I think it was a really kind of a funny wink to call it that. Sure. But he, um, he posted the, the recipe that he went by. In a follow-up post, and it's still up there. You can go f- see how to make Soylent yourself. And as a matter of fact, a lot of people do. There's this um, subculture of DIY Soylent enthusiasts, <laughs> people who are like so into it that they're creating their own blend for themselves from scratch. Self-Soylenters. Yep. Soylent preppers. So he started that Kickstarter, got about three million bucks because uh, people thought it was a cool idea, um, submitted it to the FDA, right? Yeah, and the FDA went, whatever. <laughs> but they classified it interesting. Instead of a dietary supplement, they said, no, this is a food. Like, knock yourself out, nerd. <laughs> Go get sued. We don't care. Uh, and then he got a co-packer, Rosa Labs in L.A., and... um they produce it for him still, and people started eating or drinking this stuff up. Yeah. I mean, especially other um, people who work 23 hours a day um, and didn't want to be bothered with having to eat because they didn't really care about food. And or they were like, all I'm eating is mac and cheese. Like, what what am I doing? Like, if I'm going to care that little about food, right. <laughs> then I might as well eat something that's healthy that takes even less time to make than mac and cheese. Yeah. And just the whole um, uh, the mentality behind Soylent really like tapped a nerve. And that stuff took off like very quickly. Um, they started selling like 30,000 units of it a month, I guess, packets. A month by 2014. Yeah. And it was, it debuted, the first shipments sold or shipped in May of 2014. So like within seven months, they were selling 30,000 units a month. Yeah. It went gold right away. Yep. Uh, like round and round by rat. (laughs) We'll take a break here and, um, I'll see if I can go find Strickland and we'll be right back. No, no Strickland yet. Oh, yeah? He has not appeared since the new year. You know he's in Las Vegas right now, right? Oh, is he at CES? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that makes sense. I you haven't been I reading the know. company blog? 
Uh, yeah, I did actually. I, I did see that on our internal blog. Right. Uh, that we all post our daily goings on and laugh at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so Soylent, uh, again, we said that the taste isn't the big thing, um, but they really aim to just say, hey, it's convenient. You're going to save some money. And if you're, you know, like you said, if you're someone who doesn't put so much care into what you're making for yourself, like you could, like you said, you could eat nothing but this, but even the owner said, like, you could, but, like, why do you want to? Food's great. Yeah, and they've walked that back tremendously. I think the more um, oh, really? venture capital money say, that's been invested, that. <laughs> yeah, the 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 more they've walked that back. So originally it was, and he would give interviews and just tell everybody, like, yeah, man, you can, you can just live off of this indefinitely if you want. Now they say it's not intended to replace every meal, but right. it can replace any meal. Yeah, I think it's a really good... I don't know if they've, if they've tapped into the doomsday prepper segment, but like <laughs> this seems to be the kind of thing that somebody could and should have like in the trunk of their car or along with their canned goods. <laughs> and roll of masking tape. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I literally, when I read this, I was like, you know, I wouldn't mind having a case of this in my trunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember if that you got into a fender bender, it'd be a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, the pickup truck that doesn't work. Well, you never know. I mean, I doubt if I'm ever going to be like lost in the wilderness, but if I was, it'd be nice to have food for a week. Yeah. You know, for food for a week. I mean, these, the sealed packets unopened apparently last for a year. All right. So I'd have to, on day 364 every Mm -hmm. year, I'd have to drink them and get some new ones. Right. You'd have to drink nine months worth of food (laughs) (laughs) on one day. It'd be a heck of a New Year's Eve. So we are officially on version 1.7. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, as of about two weeks from this recording ago, they issued 1.7. And as of a couple of days ago, they introduced two new flavors. Um, yeah, and that's Soylent 2.0. Oh, is that officially 2.0? Yeah, that's like um, a, a technically a separate product. It's like pre-mixed Soylent drinks. Well, they have, they've had those. In, in the, the natural flavor since the beginning though. Oh, is that right? I thought they just started with powder and then came and added the, the drink and then now they added those two flavors to the drink. I think the new flavors are new. They've had the drink for a while and they also now have a bar, a Soylent bar. That's unavailable right now and we'll oh, talk about why in a little bit because oh. it's quite interesting. I did not know that. Um, mm-hmm. do they have the coffeeist? Is that yeah. out? Yeah, that's out. So that's Soylent in a bottle with caffeine. Yeah. So that's your morning. Well, I guess whenever you want the caffeine jolt. Yeah. <laughs> I would say morning, but you never know what your schedule is. That that sounds dangerous because I mean like this is food, right? And people have a tendency to pound coffee. Yeah. You don't want to pound this stuff like you'll gain weight. I mean, I guess if you're trying to gain weight, sure, do it, but like this is this is this stuff is engineered to be just what you need. To sustain you or maintain your weight, or I guess if you wanted to gain weight, you would just drink more of it, not well, to I be think pounded. You, you, you know, supposedly lose a little weight if you go like a soylent only for a few weeks, but it's all anecdotal. I don't think they make any claims. <clears throat> no, I don't think so either. So they're on one point seven now, and each version supposedly they just you know they're tweaking the recipe. They're listening to people, which sounds like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like they're really listening to people, and people are saying, "Oh, it's um." It's too thick. Like, I don't like 1.6. 
So they'll say, all right, a little xanthan gum, take that out. Uh, they switch the primary source of fatty acids from fish oil to algal oil, but now I think the algal oil's out now, right? No, no. So the algal oil's in. Oh, that's in. And they actually, the reason why they switched out the fish oil, well, two reasons. It made it vegan when they changed from fish oil to algal oil. Ah, smart. But they also, like, it, it um, has far less of a environmental impact, algae um, farming does. Gotcha. But they even took it a step further, and they're not using oil from farmed algae. They're using oil from bioreactors, which take up even less space and use less energy for algal oil production than farming does, right? So they're really, like, trying to narrow the impact environmentally that this stuff has. Oh, but they, they took out algal flour. Yes. Gotcha. And the reason why is... It was very much linked to our artificial sweetener episode. Somebody introduced whole algal flour to the market um, as, I think, a thickener. I think it also is an emulsifier, um, and it just creates a pleasant mouthfeel, I think. Uh-huh. Um, I and it's also somewhat nutritious, supposedly. But it also can make people violently ill. Oh. And so all of Soylent 1.6 had to be suspended Including the bar. That's why the bar is not available any longer. Um, because it all contained this whole algal flower. They had to basically stop selling it and then they tinkered with it and that's why 1.7 came out. Huh. Well, if, if you're, if you don't know much about Soylent and you're literally screaming at your, at your car radio right now or wherever you're listening, but what is it really? Then tell them what it's mainly derived from. Oh, it is. Soy protein. They replace the brown rice and the oat flour and potato starch and rice starch with basically just soy, soy protein and other, a couple other carbohydrates. So it's mainly soy, uh, just a soy based meal. Soy, algal oil, um, something called, um, isomaltulose. <laughs> it's a, that which they synthesize from beets. It's a carbohydrate, but also a bit of a sweetener. Yeah. Canola oil, I think. Rice starch. They took I think they took that out. And the reason no, you can a, actually this is as of today. Okay, so there is rice starch in it. They definitely took the brown rice, the oat flour, and the potato starch out. Because if you go to their website, it's so cool. At the very bottom, for the bottom navigation, they'll it'll say release notes and it'll bring up PDFs of the notes about what they changed yeah. and why um for every single version of um, Soylent. So it'll say, we took this out because we found that this is actually uh, better for the environment or that this delivers the vitamin that we're trying to get better. Or um, for whole algal flour, they said that they removed it to improve cus- customer experience, which means not making you violently ill. <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, like I said, it sounds like they're they're continually striving to get it right. Yeah. But they're also, more than that, they're also sharing what they're doing. Because the whole thing was kind of based out of that open source tech ethos. And so they've kind of maintained that open source thing ever since. They're just very transparent as a company. Yeah, looking at the, as of January 3rd, uh, nutritional facts in one bottle, 400 calories, uh, 21 grams of total fat, 2 grams of saturated fat, and this is for the... Uh, the regular, uh, natural. Right. Do I keep calling it natural? Is that what they call it? Uh, original? Let's just say non-flavored. Yeah, original. 
a ridge. How's that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> cholesterol, no cholesterol, which they've had from the beginning. Uh, 300 milligrams of sodium, uh, 36 grams total carbs, three grams of dietary fiber, uh, nine grams of total sugars, nine grams of added sugars, mm-hmm. and then, uh, 20 grams of protein and a whole host of, uh, vitamins and minerals. Yeah. And those vitamins and minerals are important. The, the yeah. essential nutrients, um, which are nutrients like vitamins and minerals that our bodies need, but can't make. Um, they apparently went to the NIH and the FDA and several other, um, groups and said, you know, what does a human body need to function and thrive? And they, that's what they put in there. They have this, um, blend of vitamins and nutrients that they include as part of the, the recipe for Soylent. One of the things that, um, Soylent's, I don't want to, I guess, criticize for, I guess, but more one of the concerns that people who are skeptical about it have is that it um, doesn't have any non-essential nutrients, which are nutrients that your body can make itself, like cholesterol. It has zero cholesterol, but your body can make its own cholesterol. And that was a deliberate move on Reinhardt and his, his um, co-founder's parts that they they decided that they didn't need non-essential nutrients, that it was um, something that our bodies already make. Right. And so, therefore, it was um, redundant, basically, to add this stuff in because this is just the basic bare minimum that you need for to, to be healthy and thrive. But some people are saying, well, these things are also found in nature, in our food, and we take them in, and we don't really know enough about nutrition and how it affects the human body to say, you don't really need to take in from the outside any non-essential nutrients. So people are saying, we're going to have to see over the course of years what kind of effects this has on people um, who are just eating Soylent, if those people do exist, you know, five, ten years from now. Yeah, and especially if that's something that you kind of touted, at, or not you, but he touted to begin right. with, which is, hey, man, theoretically, you could just eat only this. Yeah, but I mean, he was like this this 20-something dude who had a really great idea and sure. didn't care about what the investors were saying, and, and I, I mean, he cared about people's health. He wasn't doing it to be like a huckster or a snake oil salesman right. or anything like that. You know, he was... Just not watching his P's and Q's like somebody who was from a PR department might ask him to. All right. Well, let's take another break and I'm going to, I'm going to walk to Las Vegas. Get see, him. I'm going to see if Strickland's up for this. Go get that guy. And I'll be right back in about uh, 10 days. Hey, and put 20 on black for me. Okay. All right, good news, bad news. I owe you forty dollars, man. <laughs> no, oh wait, won. no, that's good. Oh, good. Yeah, I thought you were paying me back with interest. No. <laughs> <laughs> bad news is I couldn't find Strickland in Vegas. Actually, if we can't find Strickland, this is just hot off the presses. Our buddy Joe Randazzo, yeah, currently uh, of at midnight fame. Right. He drank Soylent for a little while. <laughs> yeah. And I asked him, I texted him for a description and, uh, this just came in and he said, uh, it tasted like the devil's chalk, <laughs> but 
but some reptilian part of me appreciated obtaining sustenance without having to worry about flavor or preparation. Basically, space station serial killers should like it and no one else. <laughs> That's our Joe. That's our Joe. Uh, all right. So if you want to buy Solent, like I said, you, you can get on Amazon now. I think it's only available in the USA and Canada still, though. Um, unless that's changed. I did not see that. Uh, but what, oh. what you can do is you can buy the, the pouches of powder and mix it, or you can buy the bottles. Um, and you can get subscriptions that cut a little of the price off depending on how much of this you want to drink. And that mm-hmm. is, up to you as a human being to decide how much of this kind of nasty stuff. And I've heard our buddy Joe Randazzo had some of this too. And I tried to get a quote from him on what he would describe the taste. And he hasn't replied yet, but I've heard some people say like, Oh, it's really not that bad. And I've had heard other people say like, it's disgusting and you'd really have to choke it down. So I guess there's a spectrum. I I mean, I guess I saw a couple quotes like that, but, for the most part, it seemed like people were surprised by how either neutral or like strangely, yeah, strange, strangely, um, alluring the taste was. Oh, well. Yeah. I didn't heard that. <laughs> there's this, there's a great New Yorker article, that profile I mentioned earlier, um, called, I think it's called The End of Food. It's from 2014 when this was like at the peak of its buzz. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Lizzie Wincombe, who wrote the thing, Try Soylent herself. And it's weird. I think she actually says she starts to crave the taste after a while. Ooh, interesting. But then some of her colleagues give these pithy quotes about what it actually tastes like. But they weren't <laughs> actually trying it. You know what I mean? Right. She she was actually trying to like subsist on it for a little while. She apparently came to like it. Interesting. I'm curious about its longevity. Like when something like this comes out, I definitely see the allure of it becoming the rage for a while. But, and, and I think one of the, we'll talk about what a dietitians think, but, um, one of the allures of food is, is food and sit and making it and sitting with friends and and the wonderful taste that you get and the experience you get of breaking bread with one another. And this really throws all that out the window. Um, you can't romanticize sitting down with a soylent shake and your friends, (laughs) even if they all have one on their plate. It's just not the same and nor do, nor do they say it is the same. Um, but it makes me wonder like once this initial fad wears off, what will it become? You, you know, it's bizarre. I just realized something while you were saying that, that this is the opposite of what we were saying. One of the problems with artificial sweeteners is so instead of exciting the gustatory response of your reward pathway from eating food, mm-hmm. all this does is um, create satiation. So you're you're full from it, but you're not enjoying tasting it or eating it or smelling it or looking at it or thinking about it. So it's the exact opposite where artificial sweeteners excite that that um, that gustatory sensor um, but don't fill you up. This does the exact opposite. Well and then I wonder what kind of effect that can have on your body. Like, does it dull that and kill that gustatory response, or does it make it so that when you do eat something, it's just like, wow, I can't believe the taste of the strawberry? And I, I don't know. I, um, I that I read about this this guy. Um, his name's Angus Barbieri, and he's a Scotsman from 1966. I think he was in his early 20s, 
and he went 382 days without eating a thing. Wow. He was under the supervision of some mad scientist doctor who was giving him like vitamin supplements and monitoring him, but he survived just on these vitamin supplements and coffee, tea, and water wow. for more than a year. And the reason he did it was he weighed 456 pounds and Whoa. he was like, I'm tired of it. I want to get down to 180. And he did. Um, but he, on the day he, he broke that 382 day fast, he had a boiled egg, uh, I think a piece of buttered toast, and I think some coffee. And he said, I enjoy the egg very, very much. So I would guess that, that you, if you did eat soylent, if you ate like a whole food, you would find it pretty rewarding. Whereas if you ate like a synthetic food, like junk food or whatever, you'd probably be like, oh my God, this is terrible. Right, right, right. You know? But that I'll bet sense. that strawberry would taste pretty good. Well, if you ask a dietitian, and we didn't do a poll, but, um, I think this one, uh, Dr. Joy Dubost, spokesman for the Academy of Nutrition and, uh, Dietetics. Um, I saw Dianetics. some, not Dianetics. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I saw her quotes from this article, but then I saw a lot of other ones and they have kind of all been in line, which is basically like, yeah, I mean, sure, this stuff is okay and you can use it, uh, to a certain degree, but we don't, there just aren't studies. Like no one's going to come out. No scientist is going to come out and say, yeah, you could live on this stuff for a year because they just haven't done these peer reviewed studies mm-hmm. and these long term, uh, risk and benefit analyses don't exist so no no scientist is going to come out like and put their name behind it in that kind of way right exactly but it's like you said like even if they would even if they were like you know what this is fine go ahead and do it forget food there's something missing like there's that communal experience like you were saying yeah there's that the relaxing acts of cooking um like i i understand feeling like it's you're burdened with it sometimes when you're under the gun and you <clears throat> You have to eat, but just getting everything ready and like, cooking it and then cleaning up afterward, is, it can be a total pain. So I understand the sentiment behind it, but I also would never replace food entirely, ever, never. Yeah, well, of course not, because um, we're normal people. Um, <laughs> the other thing Dr. Dubose says, which I think is a very huge point, is that what they've done is, I mean, there aren't a hundred different types of soylent depending on what kind of person you are. They basically said this is just your basic nutrition for your average person. Mm-hmm. It's one size fits all and nutrition. She said they're making nutrition a one size fits all approach and nutrition just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So depending on your age, your lifestyle, how active you are, what kind of like, you know, maladies you have in your life. Um, it's, and, and again, they're not claiming to do that. Like all they're claiming is to do what it is, which is, hey, we're going to make this thing. It might be good for some people to use sometimes. We'll probably keep you alive. <laughs> I saw there's so I also remember I was talking about the uh, non-essential nutrients that aren't in there. And yeah. People are wondering what effect that might have. There's also another um, thing that that's missing that's kind of subtle, but it might have an impact. This Japanese study found that it seems the art or the, not the art, but the act of chewing oh. has some sort of benefit. So like it has a stress reduction. Interesting. And, um, it also probably controls the amount of glucose entering your blood by just kind of unlocking 
food slowly by chewing it into smaller and smaller pieces. And you don't do that with drinks like Soylent. You just get hit with it all at once. Yeah. So there's a big flood of your, of, uh, nutrients into your bloodstream. And fortunately with that stuff, it's, it's good stuff. But, um, like if it, if there were say, like the sugar probably has a greater impact on you than the same amount of sugar delivered through solid food. Yeah. Cause it just hits you faster. And so your, your levels increase quicker. Hmm. Didn't think yeah. about that either. I'm going to yeah. get some. Are you going to? Yeah. I'm going to get some and just have it on hand and, I mean, it beats driving to McDonald's if I don't have any food. Sure. You know? Oh, you, you should hide it in the wheel well of your spare tire. <laughs> well, I do have a pickup truck, so I have no trunk. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeez, where is my I guess, spare tire? I guess it's I just, underneath. I gave away your hiding place. <laughs> no, my hiding place is actually behind the rear seat. Oh, gotcha. That's a good one. No one will ever find <laughs> anything there. And there you'll find, it's pretty salacious, but you'll find bungee cords and jumper cables. And John Strickland. Yes, with his toilet. <laughs> you got anything else? No, unless we insert Strickland, which would go right here. But if not, um, we'll just end it. Well, let's find out right now. All right. Nope, we didn't. All oh, right. Well. Um, I should probably say, Chuck, and we probably should have said this fairly early on, we have like no um, uh, financial interests in Soylent whatsoever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't even back that. it on Kickstarter. No, I got... N- I got no interest other than okay. wanting to taste this, uh, this junk. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you want to know more about Soylent, type that word into the search bar at howstuffworks.com. And since I said search bar, it's time for listener mail. Uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Reinhardt listens to this show. Oh, well, if he does, what's up, dude? Yeah. So at the very least, we might get a case of this stuff at the office. Oh, boy. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to call this, well, I'm going to call this one of what may be several breastfeeding email replies. Okay. Uh, first of all, we did a show, two-parter, on feeding babies. First part was on breastfeeding, and we were both a little nervous. And I have to say, it went great, and we've been getting great feedback, and I'm super proud of these episodes. Yeah, they're good. Based on the feedback we've been getting. Very supportive, uh, which makes us feel good. Yeah, we were pretty tense. <laughs> All right, so this is one of those. Hey, guys, uh, plus she has a great name. Uh, I know you're worried about getting tons of attack emails for doing an episode of breastfeeding, but I promise this isn't mean. Smiley face. I listened to the episode right after I got home from breastfeeding class. I'm currently pregnant, due on February 20th. Uh, so, man, this is going to come out probably about a month before that. And she does a big scream in anticipation. Uh, I took a class through my local hospital on breastfeeding to prepare... You guys, uh, you had really great things to say about breastfeeding, and it pretty much lined up with what the lactation consultant running the class had to say. Nice. I'm so glad that you tackled, uh, tackled the issue, especially because you are men, um, even though I know it scared you. The lactation consultant said the biggest barrier to women breastfeeding is not having a supportive partner, uh, which I don't get that at all. Um, hopefully with your podcast, you reach some partners out there who will now be more informed and better able to support the new mother in their lives. I uh, hope so, too. I was so glad that you mentioned the war over feeding currently going on as well. Formula is also a great option for feeding babies. No matter what militant moms have to say, just feed your baby. Keep up the great podcasting. And her name is Claire Victory. Nice. And 
boy, she's so close to being named Declare Victory. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. And she said, P.S., I'm never offended, by the way, when you say guys. Uh, I hope others aren't either. I feel like we've really gotten to the point where guys is gender neutral. Sure. We're making that our mission in life. I hope so. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Claire. Yeah, you're Victory. a good guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, we appreciate that big time. And thanks to everybody who sent us notes of support uh, for that one because they are very well received by us. And Claire, good luck. Yeah, yeah. Best wishes to you. Yep. Uh, yes, good luck. Hope it goes well. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us like Claire Victory did, uh, you can tweet to us. I'm at Josh M. Clark, and there's also SYSK Podcast where you can find both of us. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stuff you should know. And Chuck is at Charles W. Chuck Bryant. You can send us an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, stuffyoushouldknow.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. <laughs>